Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, this evening, as we said, is a time for us to celebrate God's victory. Every month, we gather together as the body of Christ and just sit at his feet to reflect over what God has done in our lives. And many times we see God confirming his presence in our midst. We see God showing himself mighty on our behalf in various ways. Sometimes we were laughing some time back with Pastor Francis when we were reflecting over the children that uh, God has blessed us with, that you see them grow up and suddenly they're looking like they're very mature, very responsible. Uh, one of them is our brother who has just brought the wife back from India to this place. He's been a young man in the church. Now he stands up and we are grateful to see that. Praise the Lord. God is reminding us it's time to start taking steps back and allowing them to come on the fall. So we want to thank God that God can sustain a young man and we testify as the body of Christ in this church. God can sustain a young man and bring him into marriage and bless him with a beautiful wife and God will bring them together. So any young man in our midst, take heart. God is still in the business of joining people together. God is still in the business of identifying an Eve for you. God is still in the business of identifying an Adam for you. Just trust him and he is faithful. He will always bring us to that point where we can always celebrate when we come together. God bless so much for uh, our brother, what he has done to them. And the other marriage that took place away from us, we are grateful. We know that many people listening to us right across from different destinations, and we are grateful. We thank God for that. We say, God, to God be the glory. It's a blessing for us to know that somebody tunes in from afar away just to be with us and fellowship with us at such a moment. Some of them, it is late in the night. Some of them is too early in the morning, but God has given them the grace to remember that there was a body of Christ somewhere in Muscat that fed them where they fed, where they grew up, and God built them. And so we are grateful to God. This evening, I want us just to reflect over a few things as we celebrate the victory of God, because it's important for us also to understand that victory is a beautiful thing, but sometimes it comes around not the easy way. It requires us to have some persistence. It requires us to have some patience. It requires us to pursue it, not just to sit back and wait for it. Praise the Lord. Sometimes it's a process in which God is taking us through so that we may experience a sweeter victory than what we had envisioned before when we started. Praise the Lord. So I want us to look at some few things and some few characters from the Bible and see how God took them through situations victoriously so that they began to understand God in a different way. I would like us to start from the book of First Kings, First Kings, chapter 17. We'll look at verse uh, 9 onwards. The Bible says, And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zion, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. Now I wish 
I wish Elijah, uh, this man of God, had known the lady to whom God was sending him to. He was in need. I wish he had known the situation, the environment in which that lady was. I don't know whether he would have taken that step to go because God is telling him, I'm taking you to this person who is going to sustain you. But the person who is supposed to sustain the man of God needs sustenance herself. She is in need. But what does this tell us as children of God? It is not what we see. It is not what we can observe that matters. It is what God has decided to do in our life that matters. Praise the Lord. God had decided, I'm going to use this widow who has nothing to bless my servant. Long are the days that people used, I know from back in my country, every man of God was praying and hoping that one day he would fly to U.S. Okay? For reasons, obvious reasons, because that was the land of opportunities. And to us, we understood that uh, it was a place where your effort could determine how much you would come out with. And so when people were saying they want to go to the U.S., obviously, as much as they wanted to go and serve God, there was the element of funding that was coming along with it in most cases. But few of them desired to go to places like Afghanistan. But God is showing us something very interesting here. That he is in the business of making you successful, victorious, irrespective of where the source of blessing will come from. He'll command things to work in your interest. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in the hand. I love this lady so much. She was not the kind to complain. She was not the kind to cry because of what she was going through. She didn't have much, but when the man of God sent her, the Bible does not record that she started explaining why she cannot. Instead, she just turned and started walking. That is faith. That is faith. She needed victory in her own life. But the person she's ministering to naturally is going to deplete whatever she was hoping to build upon. But then she decides these things are not mine. It is God that I'm relying upon. She walks and goes. And then she said, as the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. A decision had already been reached. She had said, okay, I've reached the limit. All I can do is prepare a nice meal, my final meal, with my child, eat and die. But she was honest to the man of God. She said it. And the funny thing is the man of God is so insensitive in this, in this case. Praise the Lord. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said. But make me thereof a little cake first. It may be small, but give me a little fast before you think about yourself. Last Friday, we were talking about giving to the Lord. And I've always illustrated this. 
Our children are very good examples of ourselves, especially when they're still age three and four. They really represent us. When you buy a packet of chocolate, you give that child, you used your money, you went to the shop, bought, carried it and gave him. Then you give him some five minutes, you tell him, can you give me some? What do they do? They pick one piece from the packet and bring it to you. If they were wise, they would give you the whole packet because you are the one who gave and then expect even more. But because they are as selfish as their fathers, they are as selfish as Kenneth. Let me use myself so that we are not uncomfortable. They are unselfish as me. They say, no, this is mine. I cannot give out. Brethren, this lady wanted a victory. She, she was in a desperate situation. But what did, she, she, what did she do? She decided to act. In that adversity, she decided to act on faith. And God did wonders. If we go down there, we'll see what God has said. For thus said the Lord of Israel, the barrel of milk shall not waste, neither shall, shall the cruise of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sent a train upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and he and her house did eat many days. She wanted to eat one meal, but God multiplied it, it became many days. Praise the Lord. One of us in our midst today, probably you are on that age where you are expecting something and now you are just on the verge of giving up. You are saying, oh, I've tried everything. I want to do this and that is it. If it is muscat, I'm saying, bye, I'm leaving. If it's my job, I'm saying, bye, I'm leaving. But the word of God says, first minister to the body of Christ. Minister to the body of Christ and see what the Lord will do for you. See how you will, you, will, you will access the victory of God. Sometimes we miss our victories because we are mean in ourselves. By so doing, we lock the doors into our lives. Now, I do not want you to mistake me and say, okay, Kenneth said, why I am suffering, why I'm going through this experience because I'm mean. No, I'm saying sometimes that could be one of the many factors that we have hesitated we have held so much on the little that we have and not let go so that God uses it. That is a seed that God has put in your hand. Can you look at it as a seed that needs to be multiplied and surrender it into the hands of God? And the almighty God in heaven, who knows what you're going through, will minister to you in a different way. Now, this woman may never have known about Elijah. But God commanded Elijah far a distance to come and minister in the life of this woman. You never know who is coming to minister to you by the divine direction of God. So be willing to let go what is in your hand, the little that is in your hand, that God may multiply. Praise the Lord. Letting go. Second Kings, Second Kings chapter 2. From verse 2, Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. For they went down to Bethel, and the sons of the prophet that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou? that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today. And he said, yeah, I know it. Hold ye your peace. Verse 5, And the sons of the prophet that were at Jericho came to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou 
that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he answered, yeah, I know it. Hold ye your peace. Verse 7, and 50 men of the sons of prophets went and stood to view afar off, and they, they too stood by Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters, and they were divided hither and hither and thither, so that they were two, they too went over on dry ground. And it came to pass when they were gone over, that Elisha said to Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. Praise the Lord. But some text that we have read. This man of God was sensitive in the spirit. He knew God was about to do something in the life of Elijah. And he said, whatever this man has, I want also to be to partake of it. So he decided in his heart he will be close to him. That is why Sometimes we wonder when people decide they don't want to be in the church. It's good to be close to men of God. Just be there. You don't know what they are going to impart in your life. Just be close to them. Sometimes they just say something, and that thing continues to ring in your mind for a very long time. And you find that it's actually addressing the issue that has been disturbing you. Be there. Do not neglect the assembling of brethren. Just be in the midst of brethren. You may be discouraged. You may be low, but be there. Now, there's a difference between the sons of the prophets and Elisha. They appear, all of them, to have been sensitive in the spirit to the fact that God was about to do something in the life of Elijah. All of them. That is why they reminded him. But they were telling him, you keep off. Let him go. But this man said, no, I want to be close so that I may receive something. And some of them actually had the audacity to sit, to go and sit in a very strategic place to see what will happen. But they didn't want to be part of it. They just wanted to see, observe, and see what is going to happen. That is where we find ourselves. Men who reap the victory of God in their life, who see God work in their life, have got a spirit of persistence. This man from the very calling, he, dis, he, he slaughtered all his oxen and said, no, I have cut off all the leaves and began to pursue Elijah. Something was, was striking him, that there's something special, an anointing upon the life of this man. I want to be part of this anointing. I want to partake of it. That is why when these people are trying to discourage him, he said, just hold your peace. If you have nothing good to tell me, keep quiet. If you don't have any encouragement for me, don't discourage me. Just keep quiet. I'll be at peace with you. It comes to a time as a child of God. We have prayed. We have waited upon God to do something in our lives. And sometimes we feel probably taking long. And the voices begin to come discouraging voices. They will tell you, oh, they have prayed for you several times. It has not happened. Just hold your peace. I love, I love one of the servants of God in this church. I don't mention his name. If you have time to sit with him, you know you come feeling like this thing is too much on me. And he said, God is taking care. <laughs> Sometimes you feel like telling him. <laughs> Servant of God. Yes, I know it's taking care, but this is how I'm feeling. But sometimes you see the smile on his face, you see what he's saying. And you, for me now, having interacted with him, once, once he tells me something, I go and say, Lord, you have spoken through your servant, so I'll take it. Irrespective of what I'm feeling. I'm not going to say his name. Maybe you'll steal my blessings from him. So I'll be visiting him myself alone. Praise the Lord. 
But be close to men of God. God has got some impartation in their lives that he will put in you. Praise the Lord. This man, Elijah, Elijah stuck close to Elijah and God began to minister into his life. Praise the Lord. He forsook everything. He pursued godliness and said, I want to be a partaker of this. I want to be a partaker. Brother, that victory you are desiring, don't be discouraged. It's never too late. With God, it's never too late. This issue of time is with us human beings. The issue of time is with us human beings. There is something that has just happened in my house this evening. And I was feeling very guilty after. Very guilty. Because it was stressing me. When I get a negative report about the children, sometimes something that can hurt my child, I feel bad about it. And I want it solved immediately. So I was getting stressed out. And my wife said, let us pray. And I was saying, yes. <laughs> I prayed even in the morning. We will pray. But I want this thing solved. And suddenly, something that we were expecting for some time back, we got a report. Oh, I have got this thing. And then I am going for this. This very evening, just a few minutes before we started the service. So God was just reminding me, why are you stressed? I am in, in control. I'm taking charge of these things. Brother, you are there, and sometimes you feel like other people are testifying of the goodness of the Lord. But in your life, you seem not to see it. Stick there. Your time is coming. Just stay there and relax. If you talk to me nicely, I'll direct you to that man. He will talk to you. Come to me quietly. I'll tell you where he stays. And I'll make sure that I blindfold you so that I just open your blindfold when you are in the house. Praise the Lord. We want to celebrate the victory of God in our lives in its fullness. And God is saying, do not give up. Persist, persist in your pursuit for it. This man pursued the things that he wanted. Daniel 1.4, Daniel 1.4. We see this young man. They did something. Number three, the Hebrew boys. Children in whom was no blemish, but well favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning in knowledge and understanding science, and such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace and whom they might teach the learning and the time of the Chaldeans. If we go down, verse 8, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he will not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not, be, not defile himself. Now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. I pray that God may give you favor in those difficult and trying moments. This man, Daniel, this man, Daniel, he first decided in his heart, I do not want to compromise my faith with the things of the world. So number three in our lives, we want victory from God. Determine yourself not to, comp to be compromised. Decide in your life, I do not want to be compromised in any way. Then you will have the ability to overcome every trying moment. We see that in Daniel from the very beginning. He chose that I am going to be set apart. And that is how the victory in the life of Daniel manifested itself from one level to another. Because at every stage, he said, I will not compromise my faith. Have you compromised yourself? Are there things that you are debating with in your life that make you 
susceptible to the attack of the enemy that make you vulnerable, open to the attacks of the devil. And you know when the devil comes, he hijacks your blessings. He diverts it so that it doesn't reach you. You know that? He does not allow the blessing that God has set for you to come your way. So that you do not live in a, in a victorious life. So, But this man, God's spirit was upon him. He said, first, I distance myself from anything that defies. Then I place myself in the place of meeting with the, with the Lord. So that he may minister to me his blessings. Choose not to compromise yourself, brother. Choose not to compromise yourself. And that will be an avenue of opening in your door for a blessing and victory from the Lord. Praise the Lord. Point number four, we'll pick it from Joshua 6. Point number four, we'll pick it from Joshua. Joshua chapter 6, uh, verse 15, 16. And it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early about the dawning of the day and compassed the city after the same manner seven times. Only on that day, they compassed the city seven times. 16. And it came to pass at the seventh time, when the priest blew the trumpets, Joshua said unto the people, Shout, for the Lord hath given you the city. I just want to mention to you, there is power in praise and worship. Praise the Lord. This man had been encamping around Jericho. Every day they went round and came back to the camp. They went round and came back to the camp. But on the seventh day, when they went round seven times and decided to lift up their voices to God and make joyful sound unto the Lord, somebody said that was the first sonar bomb. You know, sonar is related to sound. The sound bomb, it destroyed the city. Another person said, because the Bible, God was just being consistent with himself. He said, there's no building that can house him on earth here. Not a city. And also he says that he dwells in the presence of his people. So unfortunately, these people were praising around Jericho. And God, God's presence came mightily. The world could not contain his presence. It broke. Did you get that? And God's presence comes in the midst of praise and worship to the extent that any obstacle, any challenge that you are facing vanishes in his presence because he dwells in the praises of his people. Last, I think it was Saturday, I don't know if something unique was happening in that prayer meeting. I mean, the worship was just flowing and you would sense it in your spirit, something is happening in our midst. I remember somebody saying that we did, he didn't want to stop the meeting because of the, the worship. And these things happen sometimes. If, if people are tuned to be in the presence of God, you may find that there's no opportunity even just to stop you find you want to continue worshiping. And many walls begin to break at that point. Praise the Lord. The victory you are waiting for lies in the fact that you can go and worship God and praise him. Praise the Lord. Go and praise him. For the seven days, they were meditating and moving around the city. Meditating and moving around the city. But on the seventh day, they combined meditation and worship and praise. And the power of God came and loosed them up. Allow God's presence 
to abide in you by way of worship. When you are feeling low, go and join these people who are worshiping. You will find yourself being lifted up. Learn from David. Every time he was low, he took up to a psalm and started singing to the Lord. He started lifting up his soul inside him. Why are you bent down, oh my soul? He would question himself. He would say, praise the Lord, my soul. He would speak to his soul. So when you worship God, you are actually telling the devil, yes, you have attacked me. Yes, I know. But I have a God somewhere I need to attend to. How would you feel if you are trying to attack somebody and you are saying all nasty things and he tells you, just a minute, excuse me, I want to go and listen to this person this side first. I'll come to attend to you later. You will feel like he has no regard for you. So when you turn from your problems, you turn from your challenges and face God to worship, that's what you are doing to the devil. You are telling him, I don't mind about what you are telling me. I have business with my God to worship him and adore him and call onto his presence in my life. Praise, the power of praise. Praise the Lord. In Joshua 7, 1, let's, let's turn to Joshua. Again, we see this young man, Achan. But the children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing. For Achan, the son of Kami, the son of Zebdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took off the accursed thing, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside Bethaven, on the east of Bethel. And spake unto them, saying, Go up and view the country. And the men went up and viewed I. Now, I was a very small town in comparison to Jericho. My thought had been as fortified as Jericho. But the Bible tells us that when God had already given them a, a bigger victory, now they faced a major challenge by way of overcoming a small challenge. I think there was just some kind of compromise in their life. They, they took it for granted that these victories will just come. After all, Jericho collapsed just because we walked around and sat. And they took it for granted. And one man, even went further, decided to partake of the things that had been prohibited. And that's what we have been talking about. Some of our victories are lost because of simple compromises in our lives. Some of our victories are lost because of simple compromises in our lives. God has been taking us through a streak of victories, one after the other. But we reach a point, we take it for granted. We begin to sit back and assume things will just work. In the, event, in the process, we end up compromising ourselves in a way, like this man did. I, being as small as it is, it inflicted more victories against the children of Israel, a bigger victory against the children of Israel than the mighty Jericho. Not because they were not strong, but because they had compromised their relationship with God. They had disobeyed, disregarded the instructions of God. I want to end at this point as we continue to pray over things and thank God that my brother, my sister, it is possible God had already set aside something in your life in the circumstances that you are facing. Canaan was already set. It was prepared for the children of Israel. So, Though they were going through these challenges, the ultimate goal, the final program for God was that they end up in Canaan. 
He was aware of the challenges they were going to face, but he had provided, he had given provision for them to overcome. I don't know whether you ever sit down and reflect and say, oh God, I may be facing this challenge in my life. I may be going through this challenge in my life, but I know your plans, the plans that you have for me, they are good plans that I may prosper towards a good end. If you know that is what God has ultimately for you, it should be a motivating factor in your life as you pursue him because you know ultimately there's victory. If a game of cricket or football is being replayed on television and you already know the results, you are not under stress as the person who doesn't know the results. Because you know ultimately this team is going to win by this score. But if you don't know the result, then you find yourself, every move is especially if it's coming against the team you support, you feel like you want to jump out of your seat. You want to go and join the team to help them. Because you are uncertain of the outcome. But as children of God, we are certain that if we stay with God, victory is on our side. Victory is on our side. So it's reason enough for us to be relaxed. Yes, I've given you my own example as a human being. Sometimes something comes and hits you hard. And that's what the devil did to Job. Every messenger was coming and said, Everybody has been destroyed. It is only I, I, only I have survived. So those in the pieces of information were coming from all directions. As a human being, the level of absorbing that and retain, I mean, absorbing it is, I mean, it's just too trying. You are tempted to re overreact. But I thank God for the peace he had given his servant job. That peace is there for you and for me. That peace is present in our lives. It says, peace I give unto you, such as the world does not give. That peace, he's the prince of peace. He abides in us. So that peace is in us. As a human being, you may be shaken for a while, but quickly recover your ground. Quickly recover your ground. And remember that I'm a child of the living God. I'm a son of the living God. I've been purchased by the blood of the Lamb of God. I belong to the kingdom of God. I cannot be shaken. Once we begin to remind ourselves like this, and most cases in by way of singing, just praising, worshiping God, worshiping God with a song. You may not have a good voice, but just sing. Sing whatever God tells you to sing. And you'll find yourself overcoming that pressure and beginning, beginning to walk in victory. Beginning to walk experiencing God's presence in victory. All that God wants is you to say, here I am Lord. Take over. Take over. This is happening, but I know you are there. Take over. And it takes over. But the moment you start your plan B, plan A, he will let you exhaust all the alternatives that you have. And see the time you'll have lost. See the agony you'll have gone through. I'm sure you are sharing with me this because you have been there too. I'm not the only one. The times we have tried to work on something with our own intellect, with our own experience, we know we have lost so many days. And then when the solution comes, you start, you wonder, why did I waste all this time? Because it will just be a simple whisper from a brother, a simple message from the pulpit, a simple scripture you read, and then you will be, oh, here is my solution. And you wonder, why did I waste all that time? You feel bad about yourself but it's good for you to experience that because then you learn to move closer to God. 
If you don't learn, you'll go through the same experience again. I don't want to be that kind of person. I want to learn once and then move on with the Lord. Have a fresh experience. Every time you apply for a job, I don't know whether it's a lie, but you say, when they ask you, why do you want this job? I want a fresh experience. Is it true? You want more money. Tell them. Because you are offering more money than I'm earning. You may lose the job, but you have said the truth. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Let us know God has prepared for us something, a victory that we celebrate every month. This victory is not for a few select. It's for all of us. And anybody who's willing can partake of it. We just need to make our lives straight with God. We need to persist in whatever we are looking for and know that God is there with us. We just need to examine ourselves. I like this reminder every time. Whenever we go to the Lord's table, this reminder is always there. Examine yourself. You can never lie to yourself. Even when you are lying to yourself, you know I am lying to myself. That's the beauty of it. Self-examination. Examine yourself. If there is anything that holds you, make sure that it is, you repent of it. Then you prepare yourself to be a partaker of the Lord's table. The Lord's table includes these victories. Praise the Lord. He has laid a table before our enemies. Our cup overflows, but we can only enjoy it if we are there in his presence and pursuing his interests looking after him with all our hearts, discarding everything that defiles us, leaving it out of our lives and saying that, Lord, purify me with your fire, your holy fire. Let it flow inside me. Burn every chaff in my life that I may be found holy in thy sight. What is just to go before God? We'll thank God and we'll Offer prayers for various issues. Thank God for what he has done. This is a day of victory. We are celebrating. Some victories are yet to come. But by faith, the eye of faith, we see them. And we take a step of faith to possess them. So we may thank God for something that is disturbing you. But we know he has heard our prayer and he will intervene. One thing I like about this church, let me tell you for sure. There are men in this church. Whenever something comes in my life, I share with them quickly. I share with them quickly. There's this thing, brother. Can you stand with me? Because I've discovered, I've discovered God listens to these men in this church. So I'm not going to search. I tell them, I share with them my needs, and every time I see an answer come, an answer come, an answer come. And so, I'm like an animal that has discovered where there's good food. I keep going there every time. Going there every time. Going there every time. And I will not cease. I will not cease. The brook will continue flowing. And I'll continue drinking of it. I'll continue drinking of it. So as you come in this place and we pray as a church, I want you to know when these men pray, when the intercessory team here prays, those men are speaking with God. And God hears their prayer. Make use of them. Praise the Lord. I want us to go before God now with thanksgiving. I want each one of us just to take one minute. You may be feeling very bad. You may be feeling discouraged. You may be feeling low. But I want you to take this opportunity. Just whisper to yourself, devil, you will not take my joy away. I am going to celebrate my victory with the Lord. I will stand in the presence of the Lord and experience his joy every moment of my life. I want him to address every need in my life. Thank you, Jesus, for the victory that you have continued to give to us as a church. Thank you, Jesus, for the victory that you give us as sons of the living God. Father, it has been great to be in your presence.
to know that you are ministering to our needs every hour. We give you praise. We honor your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. I want us to thank God for the journey masses, the people who have been traveling, people who are traveling, people who will travel. We know we need victory. We want to arrive safely wherever we are going. We don't want the restrictions. We don't want those complications being brought our way, being denied entry to countries where we want to go. So we thank God for the way he's paving a way for us ahead of time. Levelizing every heel. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. We worship you, Jehovah Jireh, because you are in control. Father, every migration protocols, we want, we want to lay them at your feet. Take charge of the officers, Lord. Minister to them as we arrive. Let your presence be there. Go ahead of us, Holy Spirit, and minister. Pave a way for us. Father, protect those that are traveling. Protect those that are in the air, especially those who belong to the household of faith. Father, we invite you to in intervene in your own way. My Father, minister to them in a new and fresh way. We thank you and we bless you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. We want to thank God this day for the victory has given the leadership of the church through the corona. We are coming out of it. And the Lord has been ministering to the pastoral team that have been leading us throughout this season. We have not suffered want for the word of God. All that God prepared to teach us through the disciple training, God has continued to minister to us. Through our cell meetings, God has continued to minister to us. God has used the praise and worship team to minister to us in our, in our services. And we are grateful. Father, we thank you for the leadership. We thank you. The victory that you have given us as the body of Christ in this place. Lord, that we enjoy such a fellowship, God, in such a moment is something we are grateful for, Lord. We give you honor and glory. Thank you for the victory that you have given them. In Jesus' name, we pray. We want to thank God for the leadership of the country. The peace that God has continued to give us in this place, we cannot take it for granted. Through very difficult moments, God has seen this country stabilize and continue to prosper. And it's not an accident. God is well aware that you are here as his child. God is well aware that many are here who serve him. They may not belong to this congregation, but many are the servants of God in this land. And for that reason, God has protected Oman. God has blessed the leadership of Oman. We want to thank him for that. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We worship you. Thank you for the sultan. Thank you for the ministers. Thank you for the policy makers in the land. Continue to bless them. Continue to lift them in your own special way, Lord. Grant them favor. Grant them wisdom in everything that they do. May your name be glorified. We thank you and we bless you. I want us now to join our hands. There may be people who are sick in our midst, people who are feeling unwell. We want to trust God to reach out to you wherever you are. I've told you that I have shared with brethren prayer items in this church. They have prayed. They have not come to my house. They have prayed from wherever they are. And the answers have been instant. You wake up in the morning and the thing has been answered. And we are grateful because God is able to address every need that you have. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for everybody that is ailing in our midst. Anybody experiencing challenges with their body, we pray, King of glory, that your hand shall be upon them. Father, we stand in the gap for this individual's law and we declare your divine healing upon their lives. For healing is the bread of the children of the kingdom. Father, such a miraculous act, that is what you want your children to feed on. We thank you because you are doing it in our ministry, Lord. Father, touch each and everybody. Those with backaches, those with neck pains, 
those that are ailing internal organs are disturbing them. Father, we pray now, replace those organs, O oh Lord. Father, you created them. Reverse the conditions. Let them be like young babes, O oh Lord, fresh with everything new. You did it to that man that dipped himself seven times in the river Jordan. Father, he rose and the Bible records his skin was like that of a young child. Renewed, reverse the process, Lord. Reverse it this hour. Those that are sick, those that are feeling unwell, everlasting Father, we invite your divine presence to touch each one of them. Speak to them in your own special way. We give you praise and honor, O Lord, because you're our God and our King. We are grateful. Father, we want to thank you for those that are having challenges in the place of work. We pray, my Father, that you may intervene. Intervene, O oh God. Intervene in your own way. In your special way, O oh God. You have done it before. You have done it to many of us. Lord, you will do it again to your children who are listening to us this hour. Protect the jobs that exist now in the body of Christ. Build a ring around them, O oh my Father, that no enemy shall try to shake the children of God again in this land. Those that are already blessed, O oh my Father, let your hand be upon them, O oh my Father. The mark of God to be upon their lives, that they will know, O oh King of kings, that you reign in power, you reign in glory. Thank you, Jehovah Jireh. Thank you, King of kings. Thank you, Lord of Lords. You are worthy to be praised. We honor the Lord. We worship Him. For you did, you're our God. Father, we thank you this hour for the leadership of this church. We thank you for everybody who's attending this service, Lord. May you, may you lift them up. Meet them at their point of needs. We may not know, but you know, O oh Lord. Meet them at their point of needs. We thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name we are praying.